everything I've ever done in my life, I didn't want to do. Everything, every day. I'm a lazy piece of shit. And I'm one of the hardest working people to ever step foot on this planet Earth. And I'm saying that very proudly because I know what I do. It's not cocky. I'll tell you I'm stupid. And I'll also tell you the exact opposite of what I've done. It's the truth. It is the truth. So imagine how much I've developed in that time frame. But this is the scary thing. Why most people don't want to do that, build that willpower, is because it is scary. It unlocks a whole bunch of things about who you are and who you're not. And a lot of people don't want to go down that journey to discover who they are and who they're not. Because it's it's not a pretty journey. I mean, I've gone down it. It's not like I went down it once. I go down it all the time. And when you unlock that, and you, you can't just turn it off. Like people say, hey, well, how, how come you haven't retired yet? I built all this willpower. Do you think... It's gonna let me just retire because my 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 knees hurt. It's telling me every morning. I wake up I'm like man, I don't. My knees hurt, my my legs hurt, my body hurts, but you can still run. So why aren't you running? If you can still run, there'll be a time when you can't lace them up anymore, but you can still run. So I still run. When the time comes I can't run, the body will say. You just can't run. But if I can still do something, that willpower that I have created, it makes me do it every fucking day. And that's what they don't get. What builds a human being is you start with the small building blocks. And before you know it, man, you become something that you, it doesn't even make sense to most people because it's just who you are now. That's why I can still run at 50 with broke, with, at 49 with broke down knees and broke down body because my body knows you still can. Therefore, I do. Second, you stop, the willpower is gone. And that's beautiful. I'm so glad you brought that to me because I always wonder, what's this separation thing now? At 24 years old, I started building something that I didn't even know was going to be what it is now at 49. And that's all it was, was just that. Everything was going well in my life. My career was fit, shine, and gleaming. I made a name for myself in the sports world. And I had plans to get back onto the battlefield like a Navy SEAL should. But sometimes, even when you are doing everything right in life, storms appear and multiply. Chaos can and will descend without warning and when, not if. That happens. There won't be anything you can do to stop it. If you're fortunate, the issues or injuries are relatively minor. And when those incidents crop up, it's on you to adjust and stay after it. If you get injured or other complications arise that prevent you from working on your primary passion, refocus your energy elsewhere. The activities we pursue tend to be our strengths because it's fun to do what we're great at. Very few people enjoy working on their weaknesses. So if you're a terrific runner with a knee injury that will prevent you from running for 12 weeks, that is a great time to get into yoga increasing your flexibility and your overall strength, which will make you a better and less injury prone athlete. If you're a guitar player with a broken hand, sit down at the keys and use your one good hand to become a more versatile musician. The point is not to allow a setback to shatter our focus or our detours to dictate our mindset. Always be ready to adjust, recalibrate and stay after it to become better somehow.
the sole reason I work out like I do isn't to prepare for and win ultra races. I don't have an athletic motive at all. It's to prepare my mind for life itself. Life will always be the most grueling endurance sport. And when you train hard, get uncomfortable and callous your mind, you will become a more versatile competitor. Train to find a way forward no matter what. Because there will be times when life comes at you like a sledgehammer. Sometimes life hits you dead in the fucking heart. No matter who you are, life will present you similar opportunities where you can prove to be uncommon. There are people in all walks of life who relish those moments. And when I see them, I recognize them immediately because they're usually that mother who's all by himself. It's the suit who's still at the office at midnight while everyone else is at the bar or the badass who hits the gym directly after coming off a 48 hour up. She's the wildland firefighter who instead of hitting her bedroll, sharpens her chainsaw after working a fire for 24 hours. That mentality is there for all of us. Man, woman, straight, gay, black, white, or purple f***ing polka dot. All of us can be the person who flies all day and night only to arrive home to a filthy house and instead of blaming family or roommates, cleans it up right then because they refuse to ignore duties undone. All over the world, amazing human beings like that exist. It doesn't take wearing a uniform. It's not about all the hard schools they graduated from, all their patches and medals. It's about wanting it like there's no tomorrow, because there might not be. It's about thinking of everybody else before yourself and developing your own code of ethics that sets you apart from others. One of those ethics is the drive to turn every negative into a positive. And then when shit starts flying, being prepared to lead from the front. For several years, I gave myself a way out. When you were 300 when I was, pounds? Or when I was 300 pounds, when I was, all the way up until I was 24 years old. I would climb a mountain, I'd fall back down. I'd start climbing, I'd fall back down for the first 24 years of my life. I went to my first hell week, my second hell week, and then my third hell week came in SEAL training, and the CEO, Captain Bowen, looked at me. I'm on crutches, I'm all jacked up. He says, hey, this is your last time you're going to go through buds. Zit. I had several stress fractures. I had double pneumonia. I was jacked up and he gave me a few months to heal. And he said, this is your last time going through. I shouldn't even let you go back through. Wow. I started Navy <clears throat> SEAL training with stress fractures. Stress fractures. That's, Not hard, to That's hard to finish. Stress <laughs> fractures. Starting the hardest training, arguably the hardest <laughs> training in the world with stress fractures. And this is when I started to not put a cap on the body. If the mind is there. Every morning I wake up at 3.30 morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, go to my dive cage, go in there before anybody saw me, I get duct tape and I would tape from my forefoot all the way up to the mid of my calf and I would put two black socks on. And so I ran not using the pivot. <clears throat> oh my gosh. And I ran my hip flexors. So for the first 45 minutes to an hour, I was in absolute excruciating pain. But what motivated me through that whole process was the fact that this kid came from that. I'm in the hardest training in the world in the worst shape of my entire life. What if I can graduate amongst these studs? Wow. All these guys around me are studs. 
They're stallions. They're gladiators in my class. They're all healthy. Most of them. They're not broken like this. They may have some, you know, everybody's sick going to that yeah, training. Yeah. But if I could graduate, it would change everything for me. If I could start the hardest training in the world, broken, and graduate. So my mind fed off of that. You are now, from the weakest man, you are now the hardest man to ever live. If you can do this. <laughs> if you can do this. Life is one big mind game. Yeah. And you're playing it with yourself. Is it true? I don't care. It got me through the hardest training, starting out broken. Mm. Where most people quit, I had just started. Wow. And when you take that mindset and you learn to flip that around, that's what made me powerful. And my body followed. And three months later, my stress fractures were healed by running on them. I realized that prejudice is everywhere. There is a piece of it in every person and each and every organization. And if you are the only in any given situation, it's on you to decide how you're going to handle it because you can't make it go away. For years, I used it to fuel me because there's a lot of power in being the only. It forces you to juice your own resources and to believe in yourself in the face of unfair scrutiny. It increases the degree of difficulty, which makes every success that much sweeter. That's why I continually put myself in situations where I knew I would encounter it. I fed off being the only one in a room. I brought the war to people and watched my excellence explode small minds. I didn't sit back and cry about being the only. I took action, said go yourself, and used all the prejudice I felt as dynamite to blow up those walls. But that kind of raw material will only get you so far in life. I was so confrontational, I created needless enemies along the way. And I believe that's what limited my access to the top SEAL teams. With my career at a crossroads, I didn't have time to dwell on those mistakes. I had to find higher ground and turn the negative I created into another positive. I didn't just accept land warfare duty. I was the best instructor I could possibly be. And on my own time, I created new opportunities for myself by launching my Ultra Quest, which revived my stalled career. When your mind, this is this, this, this whole 40% rule I talk about all the time, that I made up a long time ago. I started making it up through pain. Tell them what that is, would you go? So basically the 40% rule is, I am a strong believer that we quit. Because why? How the 297 pound cockroach guy right. who quit on everything is now considered one of the best men on the planet. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. It means I had to change one thing, my mindset. Mm -hmm. So there's no way in hell that that was in me, but that was. That guy was in me. Mm -hmm. When that guy came down here and said, hey, right. guess what, man? You're a fat ass, <laughs> but I'm going to now make you a badass. <laughs> I'm going to miracle this mm -hmm. to be a badass. No, mm -hmm. it was in me. I had to believe and make that belief work. Mm. And through hard work, I did that. Mm. So the 40% rule is like we have a, like a car. Some cars have a governor on it. Mm -hmm. And when you get to like 92 miles an hour, that car start doing this because it can't mm -hmm. go any faster. Mm -hmm. Those cars that don't have governors on like a, like a fast ass, whatever, Porsche, whatever, mm -hmm. I'm gonna bury it, gone. Mm -hmm. We have that ability in us, but we have put this governor, governor on our minds. 
And you have to, the factory that put the governor on that car, the factory is now you that put that shit on your mind. You got to take that off. Until you take it off, you're going to constantly get to 92 miles an hour and do this. Because you ain't going to go faster. As a matter of fact, you might even go slower. So basically, I started realizing this through my life, through going through all these times. This challenge for the unusual motherfuckers in this world. A lot of people think that once they reach a certain level of status, respect, or success, that they've made it in life. I'm here to tell you that you always have to find more. Greatness is not something that if you meet it once, it stays with you forever. That evaporates like a flash of oil in a hot pan. If you truly want to become uncommon amongst the uncommon, it will require sustaining greatness for a long period of time. It requires staying in constant pursuit and putting out unending effort. This may sound appealing, but will require everything you have to give and then some. Believe me, this is not for everyone because it will demand singular focus and may upset the balance in your life. That's what it takes to become a true overachiever. And if you are already surrounded by people who are at the top of their game, what are you going to do differently to stand out? It's easy to stand out amongst everyday people and be a big fish in a small pond. It is a much more difficult task when you are a wolf surrounded by wolves. This means not only getting into Wharton Business School, but being ranked number one in your class. It means not just graduating Buzz, but becoming enlisted honor man in Army Ranger School, then going out and finishing Badwater. Porch the complacency you feel gathering around you, your co-workers and teammates in that rare air. Continue to put obstacles in front of yourself because that's where you'll find the friction that will help you grow even stronger. Before you know it, you will stand alone 